Welcome to the EverSaline podcast, the show that ignites your passion for leadership and empowers you to develop a culture of continuous improvement. I'm your host, Matt Sims, and in each episode, we bring you fascinating insights and invaluable tips from our incredible lineup of guests. What do they all have in common? They share an unwavering dedication to excellence and are the experts in driving engagement, improving metrics, and reducing costs. The Ever So Lean Podcast with Matt Sims. You know it makes sense. Welcome along to part two of our extraordinary bumper episode of the Ever Celine podcast. If you missed part one, make sure you check it out before you listen to this half because you've missed what's gone on so far otherwise. It's time to relive the electrifying night of October the 5th, a night that will forever be etched in our memories. We had the privilege of coming together at the illustrious London Hilton Bankside to celebrate an event of epic proportions, the UK Excellence Awards 2023. But this year, it's not just any celebration. It's a momentous milestone as we mark 30 glorious years of the British Quality Foundation serving as the home of UK excellence. Picture a night filled with brilliance, a night dedicated to honouring remarkable achievements, a night that captured the essence of excellence. If you missed out on this spectacular event, then fear not, for this episode of Everseline Podcast is your backstage pass. We'll take you on a journey through the atmosphere, the jubilant celebrations and the incredible individuals who made this event truly exceptional. It was an evening where inspiration flowed freely, where exceptional individuals united to share their extraordinary paths to excellence. The event was nothing short of a triumph, with a record-breaking number of entries and tickets sold out in the blink of an eye. Jury panels composed of 76 dedicated experts who all volunteered their time and expertise for free deliberated on 475 talented individuals from 134 different teams and organisations. This, my friends, marked the grandest BQF Awards programme to date. So if you're in need of some uplifting, feel-good vibes and you're eager to hear about the extending work happening not only in the UK but far beyond then you are definitely in the right place. So buckle up because some of the audio in this episode was captured live at the event. And as you can imagine, the atmosphere was nothing short of exuberant. Some audio might be a tad rowdier than our usual standard, but that's all part of the charm. Don't worry about that. Also, I want to say a massive thank you to the Imagine Events team for providing the audio from the event. So every time you hear Karen talking, that's come from the event. The sound quality is absolutely awesome and they did an amazing job on the night. Thank you so much for sharing that with me and everybody today so that we can all feel exactly what it was like on the night. Right now, without further ado, let's kick off this extraordinary journey with our event's charismatic host and BQF president herself, Karen Leffley. But before we go back to Karen, I was roaming the floor, catching up with the guests, the sponsors, the nominees, the award winners. It was a magical moment. Let's see who I managed to find. Okay, I'm with Ariane Cooper-Rolf from Involvement, who sponsor uh, a very special award here at the UK Excellence Awards. Ariane, tell us all about it. Well, we sponsor the uh, Living, Living Your Values Award. It's something that's extremely important to us as a, as a, as a company. Um, it's been the foundation of all of our success. It's something, really, it's something that we really believe in. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, for any business wanting to sort of 
go on a path for long-term sustainable success is it's the bedrock of everything really so that's why we do it um, and it's great to see other organizations trying their best in that having that area and and um, yeah uh, building uh, values-led businesses really if you had to offer because it's become a really big thing in recent years if you had to offer like one sort of Aryan key tip what would that be I'll give you two bits of advice instead yes, uh, first thing no, I'll give you three bits of advice it's got to be led from the top um, might not know how about how you're going to go about doing it but you've got to just start so take a leap of faith and the third thing really important actually um, is once you've built a values-led organization you've got to protect it it's, it's something that's really uh, it's a real differentiator so uh, once you've built it you've got to protect it fantastic advice there from Arian and thanks so much again for speaking to me right let's head over to Karen now for our first award of part two so our next award is Excellence in Living Your Values. Now, this award recognises organisations that have publicly declared what is important to them and have demonstrated how they brought these values to life in practice in everything that they do. We would like to say a big thank you to Involvement, Arian. Um, Cooper Rolf, their CEO, is here with us this evening, who have kindly sponsored the award. Okay, so our finalists in um, Living Your Values are Arthur Ellis... RWC and Templeton. The winners have invested a huge amount of time and energy on creating a consistent set of values that have become part of the fabric of the organisation and naturally now help guide their decision making. This year, the winner of Living Your Values is RWC. Wow, it's been just a little over four years since the acquisition of their family-run business. And during this time, RWC launched their spirit values. These values, simplicity, passion, innovation, reliability, integrity, and together we are one team, have become the bedrock of the company's culture. Their aim was to create an environment where all employees could bring their whole selves to work, ensuring that everyone is treated with dignity, fairness, and respect. Respect. The teams at RWC take immense pride in exemplifying these spirit behaviours through everything they do. They consistently strive to embody simplicity, bring their passion to their work, foster innovation, maintain reliability, uphold integrity and work together as one cohesive team. The journey has not only strengthened the company, but also enriched the experience of every individual at RWC. Huge congratulations to everybody. An inspiring story and a journey I cannot wait to hear more about in the coming months through the BQF. Right, let's head back over to Karen for another award. They're coming thick and fast. Our next award is Excellence in People Engagement and Development. So this award recognises those that engage, involve and invest in the development of their people. A big thank you to our member Curries who have kindly sponsored this award. Now, Curries, Curries joined um, the BQF community last year, and thanks to Katie Lee James, who has led the relationship and invested a huge amount um, of her time and energy in getting very, very involved in BQF community life. Um, opening the doors to other members earlier this year for a fabulous insight into life at Curry's, which I know was an incredible value-add day for a lot of people. So thank you for that. And that's the real value, everybody, that lies behind what we do. We connect people, like-minded people, and we encourage everybody to share and learn from each other. 
Okay, so shall we meet our finalists? Let's do it. Right, okay. So our finalists are Business Reimagined, Calidus Health and Safety, National Express, Open Reach, and Vinci. So the winner has invested in a people-centered approach to risk that has resulted in a significant and sustainable shift in culture across their multitude of businesses. So the winner this year of excellence in people engagement and development is National Express. Well done, National Express. Absolutely brilliant. Now, after the awards, I managed to get some time with Tim, who is the business excellence lead, and Paul, who's a GM. Now, I asked them, has it sunk in yet that you're award winners? And I wanted a bit of an inside scoop into what being excellent in people engagement looks like. And a pre-warning here, these guys have absolutely nailed it. This is the essence of continuous improvement. Get your notepads ready, because this is so good. It was a, a surprise to be nominated. Um, really proud moment. Um, I couldn't make it to the awards, which I was gutted about because my little daughter's birthday. Um, however, I was checking my phone first thing in the morning because I knew Tim would give me the update <laughs> straight away. So, one, yeah, it was it was a big moment, and it's a big moment for everyone involved in the project um, because a lot of people worked hard and a lot of people believed in it, and it was a real change in culture for our industry. I'd say. So tell us about what you did then. What did excellence in people engagement and development look like? What's the National Express secret? This award makes me quite emotional because I saw Paul at the end of the five days of what we call operate training, which is kind of our sort of version of Greenbelt, our internal version of Greenbelt. And he looked like a rabbit in the headlights. He just, he wasn't, he was just like, I, I, I've just had too much information. I don't know what I'm going to do with any of it was sort of, I think, struggling to work out how it fit into his role. And then over time, and as we worked together, has as kind of managed to implement it really, really skillfully into his work. And so we have a, we have, as I say, our own sort of version of the green belt, which takes the idea of defining a problem well, understanding what's going on at the moment, and then really thinking quite hard about how you deploy it well, and how you measure success at the end of it. And I think we've broken it out into those particular areas. So define, develop, deploy and determine, because I think previously we'd not been particularly good at other bits. So we made a point of going, right, we've done lots of change. It's not always landed. Why hasn't it landed? And really concentrated on that aspect of it. And I think it's the working out what the problem was and landing the change well that was what made this particular piece of work award-winning in my opinion the the exec team at one of our depots said that the driver risk was was too high that was what we're concerned about so we have lots of gizmo systems and and the way we analyze data and driving ability and stuff like that within our vehicles and our depot in london in particular there was an area where they felt look our drivers are more risky there than other depots so rather than focusing on you know their ability to drive which we were all comfortable with we wanted to establish actually what was the root cause so our problem statement sort of really wasn't the fact that they're too risky our, our problem statement was to really understand the root cause and then focus on our drivers that aren't even showing risk and understand why they would potentially show risk um, in the future so we really modeled our whole 
project, not on reducing or managing people, but rather just having conversations, you know, and understanding what's going on in their their personal life, making sure their work-life balance is good, making sure they get enough rest, making sure that they're, they're as happy as can be to come to work. From that, the risk just deteriorated and yeah, we then the project grew legs and it, and it happened throughout National Express. What's been the reaction of the team at National Express like when they heard that they won the award? So from from our depots, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was, it was it was a big buzz. Like I say, I, Tim messaged me in the morning. I saw it. I got to work and was like, "Yep, yeah, we won." Um, I contacted everyone at the depot because I wasn't at that depot that won. So I said, "Look, you know, well done, guys, because you were the first managers to really implement the project. You believed in it because we all know that sometimes getting managers in a room that are going to deploy something for you, they've got to believe in it too." And it was reiterative that they believed in it because it was. It was about people management. And when it's about change behaviours and it's about people, that tends to be the hardest part to believe in. When there's just clear a process to do this, it's really easy. But when it's about being more dynamic and having a conversation with people about their home life, but they might not want to talk about their home life, but just being, just have them to be comfortable and to build their trust was, was key. So everyone was buzzing. You know what? I love talking to you guys. You've you've absolutely nailed the essence of continuous improvement is about respect for people. And you've so got that. It's so the centerpiece of what you do and it comes through. I'll let you into a little secret. You probably remember I was actually on the judging panel for this award and I saw your presentation that you put through and my God, it knocked us for six. Absolutely brilliant. I spent a bit of time earlier this year putting together a whole bit of a, a, a case study around Paul's improvement because in less skillful hands, given the challenge he was he was presented with, that would have been like, you know, tell those people off harder, tell them to stop, stop having yeah. accidents. And the way that they thought about not only the, well, why do people get into that situation? You know, why do, why do they get into that frame of mind where they're, they're, they're maybe not the safer, safest driver, but also thinking about, Let's do it sooner. Let's get to that. So let's not look at just the people who are in that situation with with high risk scores now. Let's think about the people who aren't there. And let's think about everything we can do to prevent them getting to that. And, you know, when you think about what a lot of organisations do around, say, well-being, a lot of the time it's, well, we've got to a tipping point. We need to do something about it rather than thinking about why people might get there. And so for me, it was all the things that you would hope to see from the point of view of a well thought through improvement we did there and i think the more that people like paul are doing that sort of thing within national express the 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 more effective we're going to be at doing the things that we want to do as a business which is convincing people to take you know uh, coaches and buses rather than their own cars and you know making a big difference because we'll be able to materially change the way the business works so that's what gets me excited. And as I say, I do still get quite emotional when I talk about this because I'm so proud of Paul. So proud of him. Uh, it's inspirational. It really is. And you've got the benchmark right there. Paul is your benchmark. That project's your benchmark. Congratulations to everybody at National Express. Great achievement. Well done. Thank Excellent. you. Thanks, Matt. Oh, I loved talking to National Express. They are a company that genuinely cares about their people. They put their people first and they really do exemplify excellence in people engagement. Now, back to the floor now, where I was wandering around and I managed to bump into Baljit from British Gas and I asked him, why has he got British Gas involved in the BQF and what value does the BQF family bring to his organisation? Thanks, Matt. Uh, so, yeah, it was... Um, we, we did a piece of work around different types of organisations, different types of memberships and accreditations. The BQF was different to the rest. 
So um, they were trying to trying to sell us a different way, a one methodology, a one approach. It was really about joining a community of organizations that were thinking in the same way around excellence, around what that means. And that was the bit for me that made this BQF more different to the rest. Uh, we had done other stuff in the past as an organization, as a large organization, you can imagine, right? There's a lot of people that come knocking our doors, but it was me that really wanted to change that mindset. I really focus on the excellence part, which is very different, right? Because because yeah. it's broad, but yet it's still focused. Yeah. And that was a bit for me why it was important for us to change it up and BQF. And very, very proud of my team. Six nominations, first year in. Um, three, yeah, four team and nomination, three, per no, three personal, three team. Yeah. That makes six, that makes six. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was what it was that really kind of drove us to do something different. And how have the team like sort of adapted? Because being here tonight must be an amazing thing for them. How have they sort of responded to being nominated for these awards? It's been huge, right? Because it's not, it wasn't about no nomination for a certain type of uh, methodology. It wasn't a nomination for a certain type of dozer. It was a it was a nomination for what they do, yeah. and that is what's so powerful, right? It's it's what they do every day being recognised, yeah. and that's why it was so important for me to change it up to the stuff that they had, we had done before to go. Actually, this is broader. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not about a set methodology, not about a set thing. It's just what you do is excellent. Yeah. Let's embrace it. Let's dial it up and let's learn from it. And that was the bit for me. And they've loved it. They've absolutely loved it. And um, what's great is, so British Gas is a very org large organization, as you can imagine, right? 32,000 people across the UK within the centric family of businesses. British Gas being three big organizations, our energy retail, our business side, and our services side. Yeah. I was in the services side of the business. Yeah. And now the other side of British Gas going, we want that. And that's what you want. You really want to pull. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. about the pull. So the other sides are going, well, we want that, right? What do we need to do? And it's like, it's not about what you need to do, it's about what you need to show. Yeah, it's yeah, about your DNA, that. it's about what you do. And I think that is the difference. Yeah. yeah. And that's really important. And I think the other thing as well, right? You might sometimes think you've got nothing in common. So we did some work with Costa, yeah. right? You might go, Costa Coffee, British Gas. Yeah. But actually, ultimately, it's about the customer, right? Yeah. It's yeah. still about the excellence in what you offer those customers and how you show up for the customers, right? Yeah. That doesn't change, right? Yeah. And at the start, everyone was laughing, going, Costa, what do you mean? I was like, no, no, no. But you've got to remember, right? Ultimately, the principles are the same. And yeah. as part of the BQF family, that's what, what shows up. For. That's what, what shows up, for. right? That's what it is there for. Absolutely, yeah. So it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure tonight. Pleasure being part of it. And uh, we're coming back next year to win yes. some awards. Thanks, Balji. And well done to British Gas for being nominated as finalists for so many awards. And I have absolutely no doubt next year you will be back very, very strong. So a word of warning to everybody else out there. British Gas are going to be on it next year. You're going to have some tough competition. The world needs more Baljits. Now let's go back to Karen for another award. So our next award is Excellence in Project Delivery. Okay, so this is a brand new award this year and it was our most popular category. We were absolutely overwhelmed with, uh, with applications for this one. And it was really, really tough selecting the best of the entries to actually meet our jury panels, let alone deciding the winner. But it soon became apparent that there were two very different types of project examples in here. There were projects that focused on the delivery of infrastructure, and there were projects that focused on the improvements to business performance. Therefore, we took the opportunity to create two separate subcategories 
to recognize the different flavors of projects. Okay, so let's meet our finalists. We're going to start off with our category of infrastructure. So our finalists for um, our infrastructure projects are BT. We've got Crossrail. We've got Helios Towers. We've got Network Rail. And we've got OpenReach. So our winner of this category has delivered an incredible customer-focused outcome at scale, navigating complexity and obstacles along the way, but achieving brilliant results across a multitude of success factors and received outstanding feedback from customers. And the winner of the Excellence in Infrastructure Project Delivery is Crossrail for the delivery of the Elizabeth Line. Congratulations to everybody at Crossrail. What a magnificent award for a huge undertaking. The Elizabeth Line is a remarkable railway project in London, spanning from the western hubs of Reading and Heathrow Airport, transversing central London and extending to the eastern terminal of Shenfield and Abbey Wood. The extensive network seamlessly connects various key destinations within and around London City. Now, what sets the Elizabeth Line apart is its modern and high capacity, equipped with state-of-the-art air-conditioned trains and contemporary infrastructure. It's a game-changer in London's transportation system. This transformation has enhanced capacity while co-currently reducing travel times across the city. Its primary goal was to alleviate congestion on existing London underground lines, offering a more efficient and convenient mode of commuting through the city. And I've been on that line, and it it's a different world. Absolutely brilliant. Congratulations. Let's get back to Karen for our next award, Business Performance and Delivery. On to our second category within the, uh, the, the project delivery, and that's for excellence in, uh, in business performance project delivery. So let's meet our finalists. Uh, we have Curry's. We have GXO Logistics. We've got Northumbrian Water. Open Reach. And OVO Energy. And KPMG. Okay, so our winner has truly transformed a critical internal working practice. Managing a vast and complex group of stakeholders and they've brought clarity, consistency and governance and achieved brilliant sustained improvements. So the winner, business performance project delivery is KPMG. Way to go, KPMG. I managed to get some time with Dom Slade, who was telling me about the reaction they had to winning the award and also discussed with me the project that they had done and the approach they had taken. And if you're into standard work, you're going to like this one. We were quite excited and we had, uh, I think, one of the other winners was on our table as well. So we were obviously congratulating each other. It was a lucky table. Yeah, well, a table to yeah, be yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Obviously something there. Yeah, absolutely. So what drove you at KPMG to enter the Excellence Awards this year? Actually, it was the managing partner of Process Management International, PMI, who suggested it to me. We, we partner up with them uh, to deliver some of our training. So, so he mentioned it in the first instance. And then I looked at the criteria and thought, oh, wow, actually, this is a real great fit for quite a high profile project that I had the pleasure of leading. Uh, and then it kind of went from there. So we kind of discussed it. You know, it was going to be a new experience. We wanted to showcase what we'd achieved. 
we also wanted to celebrate a bit of success uh, as well with the team. But we'd never done anything like this before, Matt, in terms of entering an award. So it was something that we wanted to try out and learn from the experience itself. So, so those were the things after kind of being told, oh, have you thought about this? It just looked like something that would actually be, uh, you know, hard work, but uh, a good bit of fun for the team. And we've learned lots from the experience as well. One entered, one won. Yeah, we, yeah that, that's <laughs> true. That is true. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your entry then. What was your entry about? Our entry, in a nutshell, was a collaboration between my team and our central risk team. So I managed the KPMG Business Services Continuous Improvement Team. We basically, a very, very small team of, I think in total, there was only sort of four of us on this full time. And we set about transforming KPMG UK's policy library. So completely revamping the policy library. And that's all policies, all colleague facing policies. So that might be a risk policy, a people policy, a finance policy, essentially with the aim of making it easier for our 18,000 or so colleagues to access it and then to understand what the requirements are. So it kind of had a double pronged approach of, on the one hand, we wanted to improve the colleague experience, but that hopefully will drive and is driving our compliance rates with the policies as well. So it kind of had a a people angle and a risk angle. And essentially what we did was uh, revamp the whole thing. So kind of created a structure in terms of what the policies look like. We were implementing a new intranet. So so that was kind of a burning platform somewhere that we could publish the policies. Essentially, we worked with more than 100 stakeholders to recreate or create from new 100 plus policies in a consistent format, designing, documenting the underlying processes, governance templates, a tech-enabled workflow, and so on and so forth. That, that, that kind of, in a nutshell, was what it was. So it was kind of a very small team inventing a methodology as well. There was no, this, this hadn't really been done before. So it wasn't something that we could kind of Google in terms of here's a taxonomy of how to do it. So, so, so we kind of designed that methodology and, and took it from a kind of concept all the way through to implementation. And we've now got a brand new spanking policy library that's getting lots of views and lots of, uh, lots of thumbs up. What does the award mean to the team? How did they react when they found out that you'd won? Very proud. Really, really proud. I mean, you know, we didn't, as I say, we didn't really know what to expect. Uh, and obviously, we were with five other finalists with very, very strong entries as well. So, you know, we came to the award ceremony very much with the mindset of we've done fantastic to get to where we are. And obviously, anything over and above would be, you know, a Brucey bonus, an extra bonus. Um, so, so yeah, so we were really, really excited. One of the, uh, the key team members, unfortunately, wasn't able to be with us. She was on holiday, Emma Williamson. But yeah, the, the rest of us, absolutely, really, really proud. A big buzz. And I think the, the other thing is, if you think, you know, we're a massive organization, obviously, at the awards, there was a, a real variety of sizes of companies that had entered. But in our kind of scenario, what's been really good is this has given us, as well as external recognition, some internal recognition for the team as well, in terms of able to kind of celebrate success and you know, we've uh, obviously announced that we've won on various internal comms channels as well. And then I think the final thing, obviously, apart from, you know, being really, really chuffed and, and proud and, and that sense of achievement is, you know, we've learned lots from the process, uh, but it's also really helped us take a look at what we've done. And it's actually helped us think more about further improvements that we could make, you know, so actually just going through the process, documenting what we've done, presenting on it, being challenged on it as well. All of these things have actually, uh, you know, continuous improvement is embedded in what we do. 
Uh, and once we've landed this policy library, we're very, very keen to sustain all of the benefits that it's brought. And actually going through the process of the awards uh, has helped us just sharpen our focus in terms of areas that we can uh, continuously improve. So that's been a, a, a sort of add, added value as well. Our final award in the Excellence in category is Excellence in Wellbeing, Health, Safety and Governance. So this award recognises those who are creating a culture and a governance that places everyone's health, safety and well-being at the heart of what they do. Okay, so our finalists in this category are Openreach. Palette Ways UK. Sun Chemical. And Tech Mahindra. So, the winner of this award has achieved an outstanding level of health and safety performance. Now, what really stood out for the judges was the fact that there is a clear ethos and genuine belief and passion that health, safety and well-being is critical at work. But above all, it is absolutely fundamental in everybody's lives at home. And the winner of Excellence in Wellbeing, Health, Safety and Governance is Openreach. Huge congratulations to everybody at Openreach. And there was a lot of people there from Openreach. I think they had three tables full of Openreach people. If your broadband was down on the 5th of October, it's because everybody from Openreach was at the BQF Excellence Awards. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Right, we will speak to Carla Thomas from Openreach very shortly because she also picked up an individual award. But in the meantime, let's move back to Karen for our next award category. Next up, everybody, we have our Being Excellent Awards, which include our three individual awards, plus a brand new award for Best Team, designed to recognise great teams who are simply more than the sum of their parts. So let's start with the three Being Excellent individual awards, which are made up of our practitioner, our emerging leader, and our established leader. Now, I'd like to say a big thank you to RWC, who are sponsoring the three individual categories, we're going to get started with our Business Excellence Practitioner. Now, this award recognises an individual who has played an exceptional role in driving excellence and improvement in their organisation. And our finalists for this are Ashley Webb, <laughs> Kerry Williams, James Grace, James Peacock, Kelly Spence and Rishi Askulum. So our winner, everybody, has a huge energy and passion for the work they do. They've taken risks and they've pushed the boundaries, earning themselves the credibility to expand their remit and grow their reach, which in turn is creating a real movement of change within their organisation. So the winner of being excellent practitioner is James Peacock. I spoke to a very humble James who told me about the things that they've been doing at Curry's that he's led and some of the remarkable metric improvements that he's seen off the back of it. It wasn't one of the things that was expected to come out of the night. It, 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 was a, uh, it wasn't a, a massive uh, undertaking for the award itself. It was just more uh, nice to be there and obviously the work that goes on behind the scenes at Curry's. Uh, with some of the people is, is quite good. So it was good to, to turn up and, and, and be introduced to a few people that we don't usually see. That's the great thing about the, the BQF and the events that they hold is you just get to meet some wonderful people. So tell us, 
being excellent practitioner award what did you do to secure such a prestige accolade it's it's one of those things i don't don't really think i've done anything special if that means anything i don't know if that's a usual take on this but um (laughs) very humble we well we 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 go to work we do our jobs um but yeah so we 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 took over an operation which is basically reselling refurbished tech uh, and in my area specifically was the refurbished white goods area so a lot of washing machines fridges fridge freezers that kind of thing so they've all been repaired all been recertified come out with a 12 months warranty and then we quality check them and make sure they're perfectly fine ready for sale dealing with any customer queries in in the interim and that's basically it but we expanded it scale wide and, and we went from i think when, when we sort of when we sort of inherited the, the department we were doing about process about 15 minutes a week and now where we're processing anywhere from uh, 120 a day with the same team in the wow. same in, in the same footprint um so we, we've not had to expand fully and, and and we've not had to go crazy we've just basically looked at all the processes so we've got an, an increase 400 percent productivity a 350 percent increase in sales and yeah pe- pe- people love it pe- people love the refurb tech that's amazing. And that's a massive scale very, very quickly as well. Did you have to implement things like standard work and really sort of standardise the way it was working? Yeah, so a lot of the, things, the, the, the team we inherited had, had been kind of neglected slightly for, for a short period of time. So we just basically went in, gave them a lot of love, highlighted the areas where they can improve, basically. So thankfully, the team were very, very receptive to any of this change. So they, they, they basically, we came in and then all the issues that we found, all the, the problems that we thought we found, got ironed out straight away now we've got to the point where we're about 12 months in and, and the team are actively coming up to me asking me what's changing next because we've not we've, we've not changed much in a, in a couple of months um <laughs> you're going too you, slow james <laughs> well it's, 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 it's a good place to be uh if they're, if they're happy yeah. and they they want change um i think that's the idea it's that, it's that embedded culture that we, we try and want to get out of the teams very humble and very well deserved congratulations to you james right let's go back to karen now for our next being excellent award Right, next is our Being Excellent Emerging Leader. Now, this award recognises new and emerging leaders of excellence who are demonstrating the ability to lead teams and deliver outcomes with a lasting impact. So our finalists are Abigail Randall, Ed Boynes, Jenna Snedden, Katie Lee James, Laura McLaren, and Scott Rolfe. So, our winner has proven they can take on huge challenges and can motivate and inspire others. They've shown both the courage and conviction needed to develop their leadership skills and consciously made a big, life-changing career decision to pursue this path. The winner of Being Excellent Emerging Leader is... Ed Boynes. Oh, well done, Ed. Now, I spoke to a very excited Ed Boynes right after he picked up that award in a very noisy and electric ballroom. Let's hear what he said. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Matt. Super excited. Amazing. What an achievement. Did you expect to win? Not at all. Not at all. I, honestly, it was such a strong competition. I didn't think I had a chance. What's your secret then? How does someone become uh, an awarded emerging leader? I mean, that's a great question. Uh, how does someone become awarded? Well, for me, it's all about the people that I work with, the support network, the people who support me, the people that I support, and then the overall delivery that we, that we produce. That's the key to it. So if you had to give one tip, like Ed's top tip for an emerging leader, what would that be? Oh, top tip. 
I think it's got to be about simplicity. You've got to find a way to simplify something. If yeah. people uh, just find something too complex or can't understand yeah. what it is you're getting across, and then you can make it nice and simple, yeah. everybody gets it, you've got a vision, and that's what you drive towards. Make it meaningful. Completely, yeah, yeah. 100%. Otherwise, people switch off, don't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So true. And, and, and they won't be honest. They don't understand it, they don't get it. They won't be honest with you. They'll, be, they'll, they'll yes along to it. You've got to bring it right back to that level where everyone yeah. gets it. Great <laughs> stuff. Well done, mate. Thanks well done. Cheers, mate. Awesome. Finally, we have our Being Excellent Established Leader. This award recognizes leaders who have demonstrated a significant track record in achieving tangible and measurable outcomes, but above that have captured the hearts and minds. Our finalists in this category are Baljit Dillon, Brian Rafferty, Carla Thomas, Danny Woods, Dawn Crichton, and Victoria Yates, who's in Tenerife, so she's not here this evening. Our winner, everybody, has an incredibly strong track record for delivering exceptional outcomes. They are an inspiration to those around them and are renowned for capturing the hearts and minds of everyone. This individual is a true leader of excellence, and to quote our jury panel, the standard this year has been exceptional, but this person is our rock star, and I want to go work for them. So we are very proud to announce that the winner of the Being Excellent Established Leader goes to Carla Thomas. Wow, what a moment for Carla from OpenReach. Such an amazing achievement. I managed to find her just as she came off stage. She was very emotional, but she told us exactly what her secret is. And it's just inspiring. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, I'm over the moon. How are you feeling? Are you like buzzing? A little overwhelmed, I think. It's probably like astounded, proud, humble, just amazed, really pleased. Now, I'll tell you a secret. I was on the judging panel for that award, and you were seriously a rock star. You were incredible. Thank you, thank you. Um, I really love people. I think, you know, I love people. So if you're in a job where you are working with large numbers of people, then you're in the right job if you love people, right? So how do I get a job working for you then? Um, we hire all the time um, and we have really good hiring practices. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love to fill my organisation with new talent on a continual basis. And that's one of the things I think is like I've got a real, I mean, it's never about the leader, it's about the team. And I have the most amazing team of people. I can't say how amazing they are. So, yeah. Do you know what? That generally comes across when we spoke to you on the panel. You could tell that it was all about the people. And even tonight, when they called out your name, your whole table just made so much noise. They genuinely really adore you. It's amazing. It's such a, what's your secret? What's the one thing you would say to people? That's what really sets aside a really good leader. Uh, be yourself. You've got objectives. You've got things you've got to achieve. But you're doing that with human beings. So be yourself. Be one human being to another. And you'll, you'll do well. Great advice. Thank you so much. And congratulations. I'm so pleased for you. Well done. Now, I know it was difficult to hear her sometimes through that interview. It was just so loud. The whole place was bouncing. It was just a hive of happiness and excitement and excellence. It was just brilliant. But she's super, super humble. And when you're around Carla, she just gives off this air. She just carries herself so well. She is what you would describe as a proper leader. 
If you've ever spent any time with Carla, you'll know exactly what I mean. And if you ever see a job advertised working for Carla, I suggest you apply for it immediately, along with a million other people, I'm sure. (laughs) Right, let's go back to Karen for our next award. So our final award in Being Excellent category is our new best team. So that's designed to recognise teams that demonstrate excellent ways of working by collaborating and supporting each other. Now, many of you will know I absolutely love working with teams to help them build the capability and confidence to be the very best they can be. So sponsoring this award had my little organisation, Boomster, written all over it. Okay, so let's meet our teams. We have, in our finals, we have our process improvement team at Arvel, our process design team at British Gas, the delivery team at BT Island, the transformation centre of excellence team at Currys, Ringway, the Milton Keynes Highways team, and the quality team at Volker Rail. Before I announce our winner, the jury panel wanted to just highlight a special commendation for a team who are very early in their working together journey, but their appetite to learn and their desire to develop using this awards process was exceptional. And they have to promise us to come back next time with the next chapter in their story. So before we announce our winner, I would like to ask you all to give a huge round of applause to the quality team at Volker Rail. Really well done. Okay, so now on to our winner. They are a very diverse team who absolutely love working together and they have a proven track record of delivering tangible, sustainable outcomes and were able to clearly demonstrate how the way they interact makes it the place that everybody wants to work. The winner of the Being Excellent Best team is the Transformation Centre of Excellence team at Curry's. Well done, Curry's. Congratulations. And I've been there and it is absolutely outstanding. Now, if you want to hear their reaction to winning that award and understand exactly what they've been doing at Curry's, head back to part one of the BQF UK Excellence Awards 2023 episodes, where you'll hear me speaking to Danny Wood, along with some of the rest of the team, about their award wins. Right, let's get back to Karen for another award. On to the UK Excellence Headline Award. So making the finals and ultimately winning our headline award is a significant achievement. Transformation excellence is for organizations who've achieved outstanding strategic results. It's methodology and toolkit agnostic, making it truly inclusive and accessible to anyone who has a transformational story to tell. Now, we're incredibly proud that the University of Strathclyde Business School, who was central to the design of this award, have again sponsored it. They are here with us this evening. Our finalists are Curry's. Helios Towers, Openreach, RWC, Tesco's, and Wilcox Limousine. So the winner this year, everybody, were able to share an incredible story that demonstrated how you can transform every aspect of your business from top to bottom and every department in between. The leadership drove this personally, changing not only the business, but their own roles within it. The winner of the Transformation Excellence Award is Wilcox Limousines. (laughs) 
Boom! Well done to everybody at Wilcox Limousines. Now, I spoke to Jade Wilcox, who's the managing director, to find out what being excellent, transformation excellence looks like at Wilcox Limousines. Thank you very much. We couldn't quite believe it. As they were uh, announcing uh, the winner, I said to my sister, who's next to me, I was like, I'm out to her. It's not us. And then they said, Wilcox Limousines, <laughs> which is a, a real... Real surprise. Do you remember the old lottery advert where the hand used to come down and go, it's you. (laughs) It's like one of those moments. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Has it sunk in now? Have you you kind of accepted that you're an award winner? Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about it then. Tell us about being excellent, transformational excellence. What does that look like? What have you been up to? We We started that we had a government grant, NMCL, and it introduced us to a brilliant company, PMI, who helped us with training and education and mentoring about lean manufacturing. And we didn't have a strategy to start up. So we started, strategy was the first thing we did. So now we've got strategic plan and goals. And I personally love the Hoshi matrix. It keeps us on track. We only use the small proportion of the Hoshi matrix because we're a family-run company, but that keeps us level. And then linking our strategy into everything else and use that to drive through the changes in the business and be the continued improvement so one of the other biggest things we've done that's really helped our improvement is our communication and that's both with employees suppliers and with customers as well but more internally with employees and I have a newsletter we have town halls we meet with the team leaders the management team talk we have huddle boards and morning and afternoon huddles and that cascades down and things like we have values as well that link in with our appraisals and say are employees meeting our core values and we do appraisals. The business did kind of do appraisals, but it was never linked to the strategy and it was never linked to where you want to go. Whereas we're now using a system where we can link where we want to go and our strategic goals with people's performance and go, right, we want you to deliver this. And it helps them to link that in. The other thing that we've done is process mapped everything. So we've got the the, the usual that people will be familiar with um, layers of process maps give you an idea and there is an image that we used for the awards where it's literally a whole side of the wall of the office of mapped out of the processes that it takes to build vehicles and we've got at the moment we've got seven core different vehicles and there's about a hundred processes in there broken broken down and then link that into cycle times and link that into managing the factory and all the lean manufacturing things that people will be used speaking to. by language jade i'm loving it <laughs> <laughs> well i this is brilliant i love it but at the same time i will freely say we've got a lot more work to do once you know where you want to go and you know what you believe good looks like sometimes it can be ultra hard just on yourself you know and go actually still not good enough it, there's some things where we're finding even now we're having to go back and look the the huddle boards we're having to go back and look at them right and cycle time trackers we need to go back and look at them because they're not quite working but 
we've got that structure in place and we just keep continually improving and just going right what's working what's not working how can we make this work really which is the whole goal of continued improvement isn't it and what it does prove as well is you don't need to be a massive organisation to do this. You can do it in any size organisation. The principles are the same. You've created your North Star. Very well done. Much. Wow, that was a fascinating conversation. They are doing it the right way at Wilcox Limousines. They really have created that North Star. They've created their overarching objectives that everybody is working towards. They've conveyed the message. They've got everybody on board. Everybody is moving in the same direction. Absolutely brilliant. Right, Karen, let's have another award. To celebrate our 30th anniversary as the Home for UK Excellence... We've created something very special, and that's an award that has allowed us to delve much deeper into the community, making the UK Excellence Award a truly inclusive opportunity to showcase everyday excellence. And we were absolutely honored when Her Royal Highness, the Princess Royal, offered to endorse this as our Patrons Award. So when it came to sponsoring our new Patrons Award, Carla, absolutely jumped because OpenReach definitely felt this was something that they feel very, very passionately about. Let me tell you a little bit more about the awards. Okay, so these awards are actually designed to find individuals and organizations that are doing what they are passionate about and are making a real difference to society every single day. And believe me, we had the most humbling and inspiring set of entries, making the job of selecting those that actually met the juries really, really hard and giving the jury panels an incredibly tough job of deciding a winner. Our first category is for organizations doing excellent things for society, so let's meet our finalists. They are Connected Perinatal Support, who provide families with safe, sustainable support services. God, you need your teeth in for that one. We have Creative Access, who are a social... They're a social enterprise making the creative economy more reflective of society. We have Moto Foundation, who stood out as being a brilliant example of how corporate organizations can create company-wide positive social impact. We've got neurodiversity in business who are promoting the inclusion of neurodivergent individuals at every single level. We have Nugent Care. They help the most vulnerable people and families, everybody, within the community. And finally, we have the Scottish Centre for Personal Safety who provide empowering personal safety training that saves lives. Before I announce the winner, we're also going to meet our finalists for the individual award. In the room this evening, we have Aston Avery, who uses his own experience of being autistic to campaign and raise money to help and support others. We have Dan Harris, owner of Neurodiversity in Business, who's doing amazing work to bolster neuro-inclusive practices. We've got Mohammed Sheikh, who has established who has established a charitable organization called the River of Mercy, who are working hard to bring clean water to every single human being. And we have Richard Hoyle, who has spent 12 years volunteering for his local Coast Guard. 
He volunteers for the Marine Mammal Medics and he looks after headstones on behalf of the Commonwealth War um, Graves Commission. Before any awards were awarded, I managed to catch up with Mohammed Sheikh. And before that, Aston Martin Avery, both with equally inspiring stories, doing some great work. Let's hear what they had to say about the things that they're doing. Right, I am with some very special guests. I am with Aston Martin, genuinely, and Keith and Dawn. Aston, tell us your story. Well, my story is I was diagnosed with autism at two and a half years old, of course. And then at the age of five, I was diagnosed with ventriculitis, which at the time when I was 11, I went into hospital to have numerous operations and end up with a colostomy, which I still have two decades from today, of course, there. And then suddenly, I raise awareness for autism. I do radio. I also do performing arts as well to raise awareness for autism within the community and give back to local people through the... Uh, Pamper Project called uh, Aston's Pamper Project via Team Avery Essex, of course. That's an amazing story, really inspiring that you've managed to do all that. How do you find the, 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 the public speaking with the radio? Do you find that it comes natural? Because you seem that sort of person. It took time, I have to say, because when I started presenting in 2015, that was when the nurse scene was like, they said, oh, like, you're going to go live on now. I'm like, right, okay, so, like, I've got to spend, I'm in my speaking too. Bob's your uncle been doing it like uh, eight years now on the presenting side, but I actually started in the background for over two years before I started presenting. That's amazing. You guys must be so proud of him. We really are. Like, literally, people won't honestly know the half of where we started out. So we were told everything he couldn't do. No one ever said to us, this is what he's going to do. So I actually wrote a book because... When me and Dad got the diagnosis, it was, Dad had a tear, a single tear run down his face. And I looked at him and his words were right, what can we do to make this different? We don't want what, what's going to happen. We don't want to hear what he can't do. His brother was much the same. He's probably just as big a hero. So his brother pushed him, we, we all pushed. We tried to make a positive side of things. So from where he was to where he is now, so he also is a patron for Anna Kennedy Online. Wow. Right, come and stand here with me. You're staying with me all night. This is unbelievable. Honestly, you're an inspiration. It's incredible. Well done. Seriously. Right, I'm now joined by Mohammed Sheikh who is nominated for a prestigious Patrons Award in Excellent People Doing Excellent Things. Mo, well done. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Truly humbled to be recognised for such a prestigious award. What did you do? I want to know what you did. So, as in the charity itself, River of Mercy. So, we predominantly work in Pakistan and Sindh. What we do is, our core belief is everyone should have entitlement to clean water. Um, Nearly... A third of the population doesn't have access to clean water, so we, a couple of us friends, we're sitting in the garage, we're just chilling, watching a bit of TV in the man cave, and we thought, you know what, we need to make a difference. How do we make a difference? And then um, we seen an advert about clean water, and we was just like, this is it. This is what we've got to do. We've got to make a change. We've got to make a difference. Sindh is one of the poorest, well, Pakistan is obviously quite poor. Sindh is, is, is a district which is ridiculously poor. There's people are travelling three, four miles just to get clean water. 
in, in about 40, 50 degrees. So, you know, that's, that's wow. where we've initiated our project. So, so far to date, we've built just under 100 wells, wow. and, and we've still got about another 100 wells to go in the next six to seven months. We're building houses, we're building infrastructure there. We're setting up the whole community there, basically. You know, ultimately, the core belief is, you know, we can carry on giving things to everyone individually there but ultimately if we can set up that community they can fend for themselves and actually look after themselves so that's that's what we're doing so you know it's it's literally a drop in the ocean but you know we're, we're, we're making we're making a difference so the winner of the patrons award for the best organization is the Scottish Centre for Personal Safety. Wow, congratulations to the Scottish Centre for Personal Safety. What an amazing achievement. A little bit of background about them, just to give it some perspective. They're a non-profit organisation founded by volunteer manager Alan Bell, and it's dedicated to promoting personal safety in Scotland. They offer self-defence classes, they host community groups and they partner with agencies across Scotland. Their mission is to prevent violence, reduce the fear of violence and empower individuals to lead safer lives. They achieve this through education, practical solutions and self-confidence building with a focus on addressing various safety concerns within Scottish communities. So well deserved. Congratulations to you all. The winner of... The Patrons Award for the Best Individual is Mohammed Sheikh. Well done, Mo. Truly deserved. But I think we'll all agree that everybody in this category is a winner. The work you're doing, all of you, is unbelievable. And you're a real credit to yourselves. Congratulations for being nominated. Congratulations for making the finals. And a massive congratulations to Mo. There is a huge amount of energy and commitment that goes into creating a community that is truly valuable to those who belong. And I'm constantly impressed with the commitment, the creativity and the collaborations from some very dedicated and talented individuals within our member community. At the last awards, we introduced two new lifetime recognition awards given by the BQF for people from our member and partner community who day in, day out play a role in making BQF excellent. And this year, I would like to continue this recognition. So the first category is our BQF Excellenteers. Now, before I announce this year's recognition, I want to say a big thank you to our current Excellenteers, many of whom are here with us this evening. And since the last awards in 2022, they've been incredibly active, hosting events, mentoring others, promoting both the BQF and the Excellence Agenda. They stand out for being true advocates of BQF. They have a passion and willingness to genuinely collaborate, enabling others to learn, grow, and succeed. They do a range of brilliant stuff from hosting and supporting many of our BQF events, proactively getting their organizations immersed and engaged in everything that the BQF does. So please join me in recognizing our new 2023 Excellenteers who will join this community. Congratulations to Bryony Roberts from our partner, Pragmatic. Gemma Snedden from our members, British Gas. Joe Martin from our member, GXO. Katie Lee James from our members, Curry. Melanie Kirby from Openreach. And Mike Vernon from Arvel.
What a special award and what an amazing bunch of people. I managed to catch up with one of those winners, Katie Lee James from Curry's, right after she received the award. This is what she had to say. Congratulations. Honestly, did you expect to win? No, not at all. I just started to relax after all of the categories had finished. Started to have a bit more of a drink and uh, unwind. And then, um, yeah, it was a total surprise. And um, yeah, I'm totally honoured to be called out as part of the BQF community. It means an awful lot to me. The BQF team and community make my job so much easier, make me feel like I'm part of the community, even though I'm leading the CI team on my own. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it means a lot to be welcomed as part of the community and to have that recognised as well. Brilliant, Katie. Very well deserved. Uh, I'm so pleased to you, as I am for all of you that won. Um, you, you are ambassadors for the BQF and you really do make this organisation such an amazing place. Thank you very much from me and from the BQF team, I'm sure. Right, let's go back to Karen for our final award of the UK Excellence Awards 2023. So our final award is our second exceptional contribution award and it's called our BQF Ambassador. Okay, these are individuals who work with the BQF team providing expertise, support. They bring new members and sponsors on board from their networks, from their client base and their supply chains. So these people are actually helping to shape the future direction of the BQF and the wider UK excellence agenda. At the last awards, we recognised four individuals in this category and all four are here this evening. And I would like to thank them for the work they have continued to do over the last 18 months in driving the excellence agenda. So the first person I would like to recognise this year is someone who over the last year has ignited a real energy for the BQF and is driving this at pace into their client base, recommending and introducing new organisations into the BQF community. And a fair few of you are here this evening because of her drive, her energy and her dedication to the wider excellence agenda. Please would you give a huge round of applause to Susanna Clark from our associate partner, PMI. My next person that I would like to recognise is someone who first interacted with BQF a number of years ago, but since being in her latest role, has become a significant part of the BQF community. She relentlessly promotes BQF as the home of UK excellence, and she's built a very strong BQF partner relationship in an exceptionally short space of time, introducing her organisation to the benefits of becoming a member, partner, and a massive sponsor of excellence. Please give a huge round of applause to Michelle Osorio, Director at Mazars Management Consulting. Last award of the night. Finally, I'd like to recognise someone who has supported BQF, I think from the very beginning. But they have seen the growth and the development of this community over the years, and they've stuck with it through both thick and thin. They relentlessly promote BQF by driving excellence into their client base. They give generously with their extensive experience, and they are always on the end of the phone. They've been a huge supporter of the UK Excellence Award since it was created. And on behalf of the BQF board and the BQF, I would like to publicly say thank you for your commitment your outstanding contribution to the excellence agenda. Please, would you give a huge round of applause to the brilliant Martin Brennick-Jones.
A massive congratulations to the new BQF ambassadors, Susanna Clark, Michelle Azorio and Martin Brennig-Jones. So pleased for all of you and I can think of no more fitting ambassadors than yourselves. You all do so much for this wonderful organisation. And it's probably a good time now to say so does the BQF team and so does the board and so does Karen who gives her leadership her time. Everyone volunteers for free. It's a fantastic organisation and it wouldn't be where it is without its members and without its leadership. And the awards event itself was such a fantastic event and it was just so well done. So well done to the entire BQF team. Absolutely fantastic. We are now out of time. That was the UK Excellence Awards 2023. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the BQF website. The link down below in the description. Get involved. Sign up your organisation. Become part of that community. And perhaps you could be up on stage winning an award next year. And I can think of no more fitting way to finish this episode than to hear Karen's closing from the awards. Thanks very much. Take care. I would love to thank you all for a fabulous awards programme this year. Remember, tonight isn't the end of the road, as every single winner will be sharing their stories for you all to learn from over the coming months. So watch out for all the showcase events, because they're open to everybody. You've been a fabulous audience, and on behalf of everyone at BQF, thank you for supporting us. We are so proud to be part of what you do, and we absolutely love giving you this opportunity to showcase your excellence. Remember, keep being excellent. It's good night from me, and I look forward to catching up with all of you very shortly. The Everseline podcast is researched, produced, and recorded by Matt Sims. Visit everseline.com to find out more. <laughs> <laughs>